Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Rach Active Podcast. My name is Rach J, and I'm a coach and the founder of Core 30. Make sure you follow the podcast or subscribe so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. Now, I am a bit tentative to get to this topic today, to be honest. It has taken me a little bit of time to compile my thoughts about this topic. I have never spoken about this publicly and it's a very dense topic that I do feel like I want to say something about, but uh, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants and see what comes out, to be honest. Um, So we're talking about growing up as a not or non-white person in a predominantly Anglo Australia. Um, With what's going on, especially in the States, but also here in Australia, there's a big movement here to address racism, systemic racism, white privilege. And uh, I, you know, I did question whether I should talk about this. You know, it's a very, very touchy subject. Um, But I do feel like I want to use the platform um, to share some of my experiences and um, I'm going to speak to my own experience because I feel that that's really all I can talk to. Um, So, you know, being a um, a non-Anglo person growing up in a predominantly white Australia has been a interesting experience. Uh, I know that people are talking specifically about allowing um, people of colour to have their voice and talk about their experiences. Now, I want to preface this by saying I don't even consider myself to be a person of colour. And when I asked myself the question, um, I was thinking to myself, no, I don't really attribute that label to myself. When I think of a person of colour, I think of an Indigenous person, so an Indigenous to that country. Uh, So it could be, you know, a Native Australian, Native American. Um, And so not thinking of myself that way as a person of colour, but then also not being an Anglo uh, background person, I sort of don't really know where I fit into this whole race discussion, to be honest. I just know that I'm not Anglo. And so in this regard, it's a interesting place that I sit in terms of where does my voice sit in, in this discussion. Um, So I'm just going to speak to, you know, what it was like for me growing up in Australia. Um, And one of the first things that I remember is a really, really vivid memory that I have of being a kid at about maybe five, five or six years old. So that would have been, you know, grade one or two. And the teacher asked the class, um, who speaks another language? Put your hand up at home. Who speaks another language at home? Put your hand up. Whole bunch of kids like put their hand up. And... um, you know, I didn't. And then the teacher, you know, looked at me and sort of said, don't you think you should put your hand up? And I said, no. Uh, You know, I I speak English at home. My parents speak English at home to me. And it wasn't so much the fact that she asked the question who speaks another language at home. It was more the implication or the assumption that, you know, because I look the way that I do, that I should be putting my hand up. Um, I don't speak another language to my parents. I speak English to them. Um, I grew up pretty Aussie. And uh, so, you know, I, that, that's one of the things that as someone who is non-Anglo, you are faced with assumptions that are made about you purely off the fact of how you look. And that is one thing that's always stuck with me. That experience has always stuck with me. Um, 
Another experience that I remember, and this again sticks in my memory really vividly, is I was walking down South Bank in Melbourne, just kind of minding my own business. And there was a, an Anglo kid on a, on a skateboard who kind of just rode past and kind of shouted out, why don't you go back to your own country? And I didn't say anything back to him at the time, but I was thinking in my head, but this is my country. Australia is my country. I was born here. I don't know any other country, you know, as my home. And um, also thinking, no one, or not that I've heard, no one ever asks an Anglo person or says to an Anglo person, why don't you go back to where you came from? You know, because Anglo-Australians were were not the first Australians. Um, You know, most Anglo people have come from either Europe or the UK uh, and and Indigenous Australians are obviously the, the, the first Australians, Native Australians. And so no one ever asks anyone who's Anglo, you know, go back to your own country. No one says that. Um, so that's, you know, that, that happened. And there's, there's another question that I get asked a lot, uh, which is probably the most infuriating question, to be honest, um, but it's one that I experience quite regularly and actually really recently. So... Uh, I was I was going for a run along the beach recently, and and uh, a guy I, I put him on his stories before because he's quite a unique character. He he's in his budgie smugglers. For those of you who aren't uh, Australian, budgie smugglers are um, like speedos. Um, hopefully that translates. But you know, little you know swimmers. You know. Um, a swimsuit for men. Um, and budgie smugglers is such an Aussie term to use as well. Um, budgie smugglers. So he's, he was in his budgie smugglers in the uh, water doing squats. Um, I don't know why he just does that. It's, it's his thing. You do you, right? Awesome. Um, but he stopped me when I was walking by the beach and he said to me, where are you from? Which this is the question that's so fucking frustrating. Um, and I actually did post this to my stories, but I took it down. And this, again, is an indication of what I've learnt from growing up in this culture. I, I took it down because I second-guessed myself about are people going to think I was too triggered? Are people going to think that I was too offended by this? You know, because I really did, you know, I, I had a, a, an emotional reaction to it. Uh, and I usually do. Um, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Melbourne you know, um, and then he asked again, you know, no, but where are you from? And, you know, sometimes when people say that a second time, I want to say, what do you mean? Like before I was born, you know, I know that that's not what people are asking. That's not the information they're looking for. What they want to actually know is what is your heritage, which I think would be a better question to ask. Where are you from? It's, it's so, um, it's, I don't know. I don't know why. It just it just triggers me in that way because I just feel like, where are you from? I'm from Melbourne. I'm from Australia, you know. Um, so anyway, he asked me that question and we you know, got to the point of, you know, what, what my heritage is. But he, he kind of just started to go on off on, on a little tangent and saying, oh, you know, are you, Philipp- are you from the Philippines? Uh, and I'm not Filipino, by the way. He started to talk about how he lived in the Philippines for a while and that, you know, if I wanted to, uh, for my skin, it would be better to not uh, just run with my top off because I often like to run with just a crop top on. Um, It would be to take my sunnies off so that I can get 
uh, the sunlight into my eyes. I don't really know what he was talking about, but, uh, you know, something to do with the skip my skin tone. A lot of assumptions about me without getting the answers. Um, and so I do often have conversations like that with people and, you know, where where are you from? It just is a really, it just irks me that question. Where am I from? I'm from, if you're going to ask me that question, I'm going to say I'm from Melbourne. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, another another thing that I do often or have been asked in the past is like, are you an ABC? And another label that I, I dislike and I don't like to attribute myself to, but an ABC, for those of you who don't know, is an Australian-born Chinese. I don't like that that label at all because to me, I'm just Australian. I'm just an Aussie kid, you know. I just happen to have Asian heritage and this is the thing. You know, um, I can't. I can't really help my heritage. I was kind of just born this way. I just happened to look this way. But my experience is that I was born in Australia. I've grown up pretty Aussie. I'm just an Aussie kid, you know. And so you do, or I do, feel that I am treated differently because of how I look, because of my ethnicity and race. Um, and so, you know, it definitely has informed who I have become as a person through my experiences and they're all implicit experiences as well. No one no one really directly tells you you've got to be a certain way but through these experiences you learn, especially as in childhood, that you need to be more white to fit in, to succeed, to belong and especially when everybody else is mostly Anglo, you know, and things in our culture have become just so normal that we don't even think it's racist. Like in Australia, um, I know in in the States, you know, there's certain terms that that generally speaking Anglo people refer to people of colour. You know, in Australia, we've had the term, I don't know if it's even politically correct that you can use this term anymore, but, you know, definitely when I was growing up as a kid, people used to say, you know, um, oh, you're a wog. So um, a wog referring to someone of European background, that's super racist. That's explicitly racist. But I know that that term was thrown around like it was nothing, you know, um, not that I experienced that. Or, you know, in in school, people would say as, a, as, a, um, as an Asian person, people would call you like a gook or something like that. Um, there's been lots of different terms that get thrown around and I guess, you know, it definitely does inform you to try and be not that. <laughs> um, you're either leaning definitely into it but you're still going to be labelled that or you're going, you're going to come out like really Aussie which is what, what I have done um, or that's how I was raised anyway or that's, ex- you know, my experiences have informed and created who I am today. And then, you know, my experience in the entertainment industry has also kind of highlighted this too because, you know, especially on Australian television, um, a lot of the stories or a lot of the faces, especially that you see on TV, are definitely mostly Anglo faces. It is changing a little bit now, but it's been a very slow road there. Um, When I first started acting, I mean, God, you never really saw many other ethnicities on television. And then even 
you know, through that you've got to look back at like who's writing these stories. Most of the stories that are being written are being written by Anglo writers. So you're viewing yourself through the lens of an Anglo person, which is not a direct or authentic experience or reflection of what that experience is like. So you know, you do. I, I definitely got stereotyped um, in terms of the roles that I was cast in. You know, your you're typical like you're going to be a waitress at an Asian restaurant. By the way, I've never been a waitress at an Asian restaurant before in real life. Um, or I have been cast as, you know, that that chick that seduces that guy's girlfriend, you know, the temptress or seductress. I get that role a lot. And, you know, again, I think, you know, ethnicity plays into that too. But those kind of stereotypes are built off the broader uh, context of, of what is happening in society. But still, it's still told through an Anglo perspective. So... What I've learned, you know, uh, it is changing a little bit now, but what I've learned is like, is is my voice valid in this space? Even coming to this episode, I ask myself, uh, who is going to relate to this? Who's going to want to hear me talk about racism? Because I sort of have felt that, you know, most or pre- most majority of you listening are probably, and this again, is this is an assumption, but it's because I live in Australia. My presumption is that most of you listening are predominantly Anglo, have an Anglo background. And so therefore, why would you want to listen to me talk about racism when you would not have experienced it? That's, and you know, I question myself as to thinking, well, should I even do this episode? Is anyone going to listen to it? Does anybody, would everyone even really care about it? And so in that questioning, I only have just learnt from from coming to this episode is that I've learnt to ask the validity of my own voice and a voice, you know, of, uh, on a topic that I can speak to. This is, this is something that I have experienced, but it's never been one of those things that uh, has really been given a forum for conversation or that anyone who is non-Anglo, uh, no, sorry, who is Anglo would really care about. Um, so that's, you know, that's the perception from my end, you know, being a minority. So I guess, you know, through this whole thing, I don't really, I don't really want to get too much into systemic racism. Um, I don't feel like I've particularly been directly affected by that economically, but I'm sure that my race um, probably has played some part in getting specific jobs and etc. Um, I've not really been part of the corporate world, to be honest. So I've spoken to my experience in the entertainment industry and even in the health and fitness space. It definitely is something that I've I ask myself, is my race and ethnicity going to impact the way in which I can connect to my audience, knowing that my audience is predominantly Anglo, living here in Australia? So it's something that I think about and I'm sure that's not really something that has really come up if you are Anglo, you know, I'm not sure, but it definitely has for me. So... um. I hope that this has given you some insight into, I guess, just another perspective. And I, I think that's what this whole movement is about, is opening up the forum for other perspectives to come forward and to share their experiences. And really, you know, my belief is that we're all human, no matter what colour we are on the outside, no matter what, you know, skin tone we have, 
we're all human, we're all having a human experience and really to approach each other and treat each other with love and care and understanding. And I think, you know, being able to step into somebody else's shoes, you may not be able to really understand it without going through it because obviously we can't fully understand another person's experience, but as best we can, you know, understand someone else's experience. And I think that's really the the best way that we can move forward with everything and, and just try and come to each other with compassion and empathy uh, and understanding. And I think that will go a long way in creating a, a more balanced and equal society moving forward. So I hope this is, you know, given you some value, some insight. That's really all I can hope. Um, Thank you for listening, guys. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Rach Active Podcast. Bye.